spirit of reconciliation, I acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island peoples today. Welcome to Totally Lit, the podcast celebrating reading, writing and creating literature. I'm your host Kai Garvey, thank you for listening. I'm excited that I have the amazing Andrea Rowe with me. Andrea is a best-selling award-winning picture book author, freelance writer and nationally awarded writer of short stories and late-night book reader. Her debut picture book, Jetty Jumping, illustrated by Hannah Somerville, was awarded the 2022 CBCA Picture Book of the Year Early Childhood. A past radio announcer and media and PR manager, Andrea is also a freelance magazine writer and a copywriter for Australian not-for-profit organisations and kids' clubs communications for organisations like the Royal Flying Doctors, Conservation Volunteers and Junior Rangers. Andrea writes books for children, young adults and grown-ups too. She combines her nostalgic celebration of culture, family diversity and the environment in our everyday lives with the questions and conversations that draw us together. Andrea believes in the power of stories, of reading out loud and in secret spots surrounded by cushions and stacks of books. She lives in Bunyurong country in the sand dunes of the Mornington Peninsula where her writing days are fueled by a secret stash of cherry ripes. Andrea and Hannah have teamed up once again with their next book, Sunday Skating, released in June 2023. I hope you enjoy my chat with Andrea. Andrea Rowe, welcome to Totally Lit. Thanks, Kai. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Now, you've got an exciting new release coming out. Um, Can you tell me about it, please? I have. I've got Sunday Skating coming out this June and it's a follow-up of my last book, Jetty Jumping. So it's the same crew of kids returning for a really different adventure this time. And Sunday Skating is really about self, uh, self-doubt, um, a beginner's belief in themselves, persistence and practice and picking yourself up and the support of friends as well. So it's set in a town, ends in the skate park, and it's for all the kids who roll. So on the roller skates, roller blades, and the skateboards as well. Amazing. I love that theme. Uh, and what inspired you to write about skating? Look, I'm a skate parent. I've always I've had kids that have grown up in the skate park. Uh, I was a roller skating kid myself back in the 70s and 80s. Um, so I've always loved, I've loved the motion of the wheels. And after I'd finished jetty jumping, I was thinking a lot about um, next book. And for me, I love books about movement and sort of uh, activities out in the outdoors as well. So it was in lockdown in Victoria. Uh, I spent a lot of time wa- walking my five kilometers watching local kids uh and uh for me i was watching lots of kids sort of pull skates and skateboards out um and um take that opportunity as well so i just sort of had a small moment where i went okay there's a great story here about some persistence and not being perfect and trying and trying again and friends just having fun with each other. Um, so writing Sunday Skating uh, was sort of this natural transition of this group of kids um, uh, exploring the town. And there's a lot of independence when kids skate as well. And I really love stories where kids have that little bit of freedom and, and independence. So I think I really just wanted to tap into that feeling of 
liberty on wheels and, you know, the victorious moments of kids cheering each other on. It's genuine joy when someone makes a milestone and gets takes the leap or gets back up again. So uh, it was sort of a really um, wonderful process to sort of consider the movement of skates and the mateship as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just lots of fun when you're young and you get that feeling of, achievement when you do something yourself as well you're right accomplishment is so important you know we talk a lot about it as adults about you know our milestones and markers for success but for kids uh the basic things of you know jumping off a jetty skating down skating down the street without falling over they are amazing accomplishments and you know yourself with your book as well that there is this great um feeling of now I can do this, now I can roll a little bit further without holding someone's hand or now I can do this leap. There's a lot of joy in that as well. And everyone, everyone's a beginner uh, at the start of their journey and, and experiences, particularly skating uh, in with different approaches as well. And everyone achieves what is right for them or right for their abilities too. Amazing. Um, it is exciting to see that your book is coming out. I love the skating theme. Can you tell me a bit about how you got into writing picture books? I think we both love skating <laughs> too and writing as well. For me, I've always been a writer since I was very young, like most writers. Uh, and like most writers, I had a, sort of that big break as a, as a kid where um, I was tapped on the shoulder and I had the opportunity to, I actually went to a massive writing event called Reader's Write Around. I was chosen by my school to represent the writers in our school and I got to meet some famous writers, Colin Tealy and Mavis Thorpe Clark, um, who are Australian classics. And um, they probably were my first encouragement of saying, keep writing if you love it. Um, throughout, uh, after, throughout school, usual all the competitions all of those sorts of things that I was entering and enjoying sort of the opportunity to be shortlisted or one uh went into a media um a media degree in radio writing and production I worked in media and PR so for 33 years I've always worked in media and communications as a writer but picture books have always been my absolute joy to covet and hoard and collect in my bookcase and I've always been a short story writer and um, an essay writer. I'd never thought of myself as a picture book writer until possibly um, in the in the early 2000s I started to think I love picture books so much why am I not actually it was probably late 90s early 2000s why am I not writing them? So I invested in a few workshops and courses and um, I used to live way up in a little national park house in the mountains with my ranger husband and I'd drive five hours to the city to do these courses and um, fell in love all over again with the art of picture book writing. So for me it's been a long burn though because like many people, career, work, um I had a great travelling life as well and then kids, um, everything sort of colludes and interrupts interrupts some of your goals and before you know it, you didn't sort of finish what you thought you were going to set out to do. So it probably wasn't until my own children were born that I started to think uh, in their primary school years, let's get back to writing uh, pitch books. So, um, so that's probably the roundabout journey um, of writing. But 
I think for me too, I've I've long been a writer for kids with some of my communication roles. I've been the editor of the Flying Doctor Kids Club oh, newsletter. Cool. I've been the junior ranger writer for parks. I've been the interpretive writer for national park signs. So I've always written for a younger audience or a family um, readership for um, distilling and communicating sometimes complex issues. So it's not been an unfamiliar writing uh, environment for me to hang out in. It's amazing how the experiences you have as a child can really unleash something. Like um, when I was young, um, John Marsden came to my school to visit my class and it was just such so uh-huh. exciting and so inspirational. Um, and I was like, oh, one day I want to be able to do that as well um, and those opportunities at, at school can really open up the world too um, so I'm glad to hear that you had some great experiences as well my arm tingles my hair on my arm tingles for me thinking that you had a John Marsden moment yes, that's really, that exciting. really exciting and, and it just goes to show us why as authors now it's even more important for us to be mindful of the young readers and writers that we're speaking to that we might be pivotal in their um in their journey in life with um, them sort of approaching their dreams or acknowledging their skills and talents as well. And I I think just um, making um, literacy seem accessible to children as well, like that if we're going out and visiting schools now when it's our turn, um, that we are inspiring the future writers of Australia when we're um, promoting our books and meeting with the kids. It's such a lovely cycle, isn't it? And probably like you, I find meeting young readers and going into school or, or library events or festivals as well, um, you know, there's so many random things that come up, come to you from having conversations with children that are sometimes really motivating for the next book, but also really insightful in terms of how a family might have embraced your book and um, they're using it to sort of talk through some, you know, tricky issues or things like that as well. So I love all of that insight. It's great. Um, Now, I had um, a bit of a Google of you uh, earlier today um, and um, also one of our writing friends had connected us um, and she was telling me that you had started um, a writing group in your local area. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Well, I live in a regional coastal area and I've always lived in regional areas where I've had to travel for hours to go to writing events or connect with other authors. So probably about seven or eight years ago, I had younger children and I thought, I live in a great location. Why am I driving to Melbourne all the time to to connect? Surely there's other writers in my community. So I was fortunate that I knew one other writer and we were both we both have our own copywriting businesses. And um, so we used to sort of catch up for a coffee and then before we knew it, it was a dinner party with other writers. And then before we knew it, we were hiring venues. And um, just before lockdown started, we ended up deciding to go for broke and become a not-for-profit organisation. And today we have, as a volunteer committee, we have 155 paid members of our writing group in our regional area. Um, And they're everybody from um, our oldest member is in her mid-90s, our youngest member is 18, um, and they're people who are either have been plugging away for a long time and looking for a group to connect with, or people who've suddenly found themselves with the opportunity to pursue their maybe long-term dreams that 
or suddenly they've got that opportunity to say, I want to explore what being a writer means. So they're emerging or aspiring or sometimes quite established. Our patron is Wendy Orr, who lives in our area and is a friend of mine. And um, look, we very generously receive, it's hard work, but it's worth it. We get grants every year to help fund um, workshops. So we bring stellar Australian writers down to us instead of us travelling to the writers. Um, we have night rights. We have shut up and write days. Currently, we've got 20 of our members with stories. It's called stenciled stories on the footpaths of our oh, wow. streets for the community to read. We've just launched the Mayor's Writing Award for the third year. So it's growing and growing and growing. It's a volunteer commitment. Um, but the wonderful thing is it's a fellowship of writers in a regional community. And this has been pivotal for some people that were near near about giving up or they were feeling lost or and had questions or were feeling intimidated by big city events. And people have found their scribe tribe. Amazing. And that's a that's a pretty cool thing. Um, we've won a local award for a senior contribution. Um, so I feel like every time I turn around, I kind of go, wow, how big are we getting now? Um, and ha- how much of a need was there for this, mm. that everyone actually is happy to be here and happy to um, uh, sort of grow with the opportunity? So it just goes to show you that I think um, communities are looking for people to connect with now more than ever in recent years we've sort of a lot of us it's been a reset to think about what do I want to achieve in life and I think for people who have that burning drive to write possibly recent years has made people question Mm -hmm. what what haven't I ticked the box off yet Um, so we've seen an increase in members as well for people finally saying okay my time is now fantastic it's good that they have that resource to come to you because I find community is so important uh, when you're writing because it is such an individualised thing that you're doing. You're sitting alone writing. But once you reach out, there's so many of us sitting out there alone writing. It's so much more helpful to connect and and, uh, help each other and cheer each other on. It is. It it definitely is, and especially for the writer's block days as well to get yourself through those, uh, those little hiccups too. And you've had a bit of an exciting weekend. Would you like to share a few of the activities you've been up to? Oh, I've just been at Sorrento Writers Festival. So I was a part of a school's program with authors like Sally Rippon, Rippon and Jane Godwin and Megan Hess and um, some fantastic writers. So that was great, doing a school's program and uh, meeting some great authors. Actually, Thomas Keneally, oh, you know, the great wow. Tom Keneally, an Australian literary great Um I met him and he happened to say, oh, jetty jumping, I'm actually a secret book fairy for a little girl that I know and I bought that book oh, for her. Cool. And it's lovely. <laughs> so there was a moment, I had a moment going, oh, my goodness, this is a full full circle second. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. And then today I've seen my next book. I've got a book out this December with Hardy Grant as well um, and Hannah Somerville, the beautiful Hannah Somerville, who we're back for our third picture book, um, where um, we're releasing. Actually, it's a board book called In the Rock Pool. So today we saw the cover and uh, that was really lovely to sign the cover off. So, uh, And Hannah's a great illustrator to work with. She's an absolute joy of a person and um 
Um, she's kind of secretly my mum use, <laughs> I think. So seeing the cover today was just, oh, I'm very excited. Another book's on its way. So that was great. And are those stories um, inspired by your local area? Uh, yes and no. Jetty Jumping is inspired by my childhood but also my children's childhood. And I'm always inspired and Sunday skating is equally, I would say, the same. Um, I'm sort of two uh, boots in skate boots in two camps there. In the rock pools, yes, I spend a lot of time. I'm married to a, a coastal ranger. I spend a lot of time in the national park. Um, but I also have a lot of other books and a couple coming out that are inspired by things I'm interested in. And I've always loved the outdoors and um, uh, just, I guess a sense of how we move particularly in the Australian environment, how we move through it and how we interact with it. So I'm very inspired by landscape and setting, but equally about movement of our bodies and how we own a place or interact with a place as well. So I'm, I've always sort of loved, I've always written short stories as well, and I'm trying to work on a YA um, novel at the moment as well that's set um, locally. But, um, again, I realise it comes back to this sense of Australian landscape and being in the outdoors. So it's probably what I like reading about as well. So, um, uh, And I think the other thing I often am really interested in is relationships, so whether that's friendships that are struggling or um, family relationships that, you know, are sort of, um, you know, looking to recalibrate. It's always something I'm drawn to to read in books. So I guess I'm always exploring it in what I'm writing too. It's such a challenge to to write a story that ex explores relationships and interactions with other people without being didactic and just trying to still make the story fun because really your readers are little people, mm. um, but you do want to share, like, what what you think is important as well. Um, <laughs> everything I write is embedded with something about me in it. I'm not, not sure if you're the same. Um, but, yeah, also treading that line of, oh, actually, it's got to be fun and engaging for the kids as well mm. while you're still trying to tell, yes, share a message. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think when I write, I often think about what would six to eight-year-old Andrea be doing or saying right now. Mm. Um, I'm very fortunate that I also have access to a lot of young people and um, I'm often, you know, I'm kind of like the, I'm probably like the lurky lady in the corner <laughs> just watching, what are they doing? How are they so interacting? And I've also been on a lot of school and kinder committees over the years, so I've had access to a lot of different children and families as well. Um, so I'm often filing them in my brain, but definitely I believe I tap back into six to eight-year-old me mm. when I think about feelings um, and interactions as well. I think it's really important to um, connect with little, little self um, when you're writing these stories. And all three of your books are through Hardy Grant, is that yes, correct? Got, yeah, so I've got Jetty Jumping, Sunday Skating and In the Rock Pools is Hardy Grant. I've got another one out next year with Midnight Sun. Um, I think it's next year. We're in progress, work in progress at the moment. It's about um, – it's a reimagining of The Skipping Girl, um, who is a Melbourne iconic sign. Mm -hmm. And there's a few more um, that I'm looking forward to sharing that are in the, in the works at the moment Very in discussions exciting. with Hardy Grant. So – and like every author, a million 
a bazillion bottom drawer ones that didn't make the cut at acquisitions that um, might see the light of day somewhere else or we shall see. But um, And yeah. how is your submission process? Like have you submitted to other publishers other than Hardy Grant? Uh, look, I have in the past. Now I'm I'm very happy. I'm really enjoying the caring hands of Hardy Grant. Mm-hmm. It's a great collaboration. I've been very fortunate. I've worked with three different editors um, and associate publishers with Hardy Grant, and I've really learnt a lot and enjoyed the process from them all. Um, they're a really good publisher for me and for the discussions of what what stories I want to tell now so that's that's a perfect fit midnight sun um has been lovely to work with it was a story that fits really well with their imprint and i'm really mindful i think that um it's really important to know know what publisher um specializes in what sort of books and where those stories might fit but for now i'm loving the journey with hardy grant and more than happy to keep picking up the phone and saying i've got this idea how how do you feel about it (laughs) Amazing. And see where we go. <laughs> uh, now, I have a few questions that I ask all my guests uh, just so, so we get to know you a little bit better. So they're my quick fire questions. What was your favourite book growing up? Oh, goodness. I would look, I would have to say probably the classic Anne of Green Gables by That's Lucy Montgomery was always a great one. But I was also quite a fan of Where the Wild Things Are. Um, I really did love the the ridiculous chaos of that story too. <laughs> I love a good adventure too, so anything that's a bit um, like that I love. Yes. Um, if you could be any book character, who would it be? Oh, goodness, it would definitely probably have to be either one of the kids from an Eden Blyton story um, or – or Anne of Green Gables, she would be mm. fun. Or Pippi Longstocking, you know, God, there's three. Yes. Um, probably Anne or Pippi would be the best. <laughs> um, and are you reading anything right now? Yeah, I've just um, picked up Big Cat, which is a great picture book by Jess Ratcliffe, which is a really fun book that she wrote during lockdown, and Seven, The Seven Moves of Queenie. I've always got a novel on the go too, so I've got uh, The Heart is the Star by Megan Rogers. It's a debut um, yes. book as well. Now, if you could invite five literary people to dinner, who would they be? Oh, that's super easy. Miles Franklin, Tim Winton, Harper Lee, Lucy Maud Montgomery, and just for the silliness of it, Dr. Seuss. I love how quickly you rattled that off. Oh, because been... I love them. And if someone <laughs> got COVID and couldn't make it, I wouldn't mind if Margaret Wilde could come because she is such an Australian legend. That would be such a fun dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big Tim Winton fan, so I'd be um, really thrilled to be in the same room with him. Well, He's like, coming to the Brisbane Writers' Festival, so I'll have to... Well, I'd like to I think he and go. Dr Seuss would have a really interesting conversation in the corner, you know, when someone peels off into the corner at a dinner party. I'd be like, I really want to hear what those two are saying. <laughs> I could be a fly on the wall right now. <laughs> okay, um, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back to the beginning of your writing journey? Oh, goodness. Stop dithering and just get on with it uh, would be the first one. Uh, just do it. Uh, 
just do it. Probably the second one too would be invest, invest in yourself, create a budget and make that budget, um, you know, uh, make that budget something of a priority for yourself in terms of doing some workshops, joining some associations and learning the craft of picture book writing and, and being in the room with people that are um, successful um, uh, and also generous with their knowledge mm. and time as well. Investment, I think, is a really important thing and it's certainly what I say to lots of other writers as well. They're probably my two biggest ones. Definitely get on with it. <laughs> it it's amazing. The, the biggest question I have every time I go out to a bookstore, there's always one parent that will go, oh, did you publish this yourself? How did you get into this? And <laughs> Yeah, it's always um, that. And it, and it's like how long's a piece of string, isn't it? Mm. It's kind of like, oh, where do I start? But um and it's not something that you can give someone in 5 minutes in a mm. shop to say here's all my advice and um I think it's really important for authors to also be able to say quite proudly um, well, look, it's been a, a long game for me and I've invested in myself and that's called, you know, memberships and doing some workshops and, and, and letting other people know, well, that actually is worth it. That's the business of being a picture book writer as well. I must admit, I um, was dying to be at Kid Litvik this weekend, um, but we just had to decide how far our budget can go this year. <laughs> I- and, and that is the tricky thing, isn't it? I Look, I'm with you. I had serious Kid Lit Vic FOMO because I was at Sorrento's, Sorrento Writers Festival and, and there always is that thing where you're actually, uh, you're always sort of looking at that compromise or negotiation um, with a, within a family and within your own budget as well. But once you sort of can identify what you're going to um, spend it on or where your focus is, then at least you can say, right, I'm doing this for myself and, and mm. pat yourself on the back too. Um, but there's plenty of um, things coming up. I'm going to the Rainforest Riders Retreat in June, um, and I go to that every year. That's that up here. Um, and that you make some wonderful connections there and learn a lot. It's great. Um, and then I'm going to the CEO conference in July as well, which is here in Brisbane. So we've got some great stuff up here in Queensland to go to as well. You but do. I do want to start looking at some interstate stuff. And it's funny because from Victoria, we look at Queensland and go, wow, that looks great as well. So it's, um, and I think the thing is, every state has something on offer for people in a different genre of writing as well. And it just, it doesn't take much work to just do a quick Google and, and search for what's out there and then have a look on social media and see what the authors you admire are going to as well to sort of be able to hone it in too. I would never be home if I went to everything I I wanted to go to (laughs) away every weekend. (laughs) Okay, and just just to wrap up, I'd love to um, get from you a tip that you'd like to share with other aspiring picture book authors. Have you got anything you could share? Look, I think it's really important to know uh, know what your voice is. So know what, what your strength is and really work on that strength. So, for example, I've come to understand that my writing strength is, is I write a good narrative and I can sort of complete this story arc. So I'm always sort of thinking what is my uh, narrative through a story? If you're a person that's a great rhymer or if you're a person that is the, writes the, you know, the funny ridiculousness of things, then 
work on that strength in terms of refining your skills, going to some workshops and things like that. It, you won't know your voice and your the strength of your voice straight away. And it might be that you need to give some things out and ask people to have a read of them. Or it might be that there's a book, a style of reading you always gravitate to that actually is purely enjoyable for you as well. And you might start to recognise, oh, okay, I can actually naturally write this way because I'm reading this um, this text as well. So I always think it's really important to spend some time considering what your voice is and but also um, giving yourself a break if you don't know what it is straight away. Um, it might be that um, you've got an early reader saying to you, you're very good at this or I really like how you write, you know, the setting or things like that. So and I think it, that's a really enjoyable writing process that people often don't talk about um and we've all got different writing styles and 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 writing voices um that we can play to as a strength as well fantastic thank you so much for your time today andrea could you quickly tell us if you were having a launch for sunday skating sure june the 11th june 11th sunday skating is 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 on a sunday at antivities bookstore it's being rolled out into the world and then i'm doing a book tour in victoria and uh and sydney for a few weeks after that and june 23rd it um hits the uk and europe shelves as well so i'm really looking forward to it Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, Andrea. Thanks, Kai. That was lovely. Great chatting. Writing stories for children can seem like a very simple task, but there is a skill involved in bringing memorable characters and their worlds to life. Anyone can write a picture book, but not everyone can write a picture book that becomes a child's favourite bedtime story. The best children's picture books fire up their imaginations, evoke emotion and stay within their memories forever. Authors Online was created to provide aspiring authors the knowledge, skills and resources they need to become a published children's book author. Our extensive industry knowledge will be shared with you and provide you with the basic principles behind writing for children, picture book publishing guidelines and updates on the current market and publishing environment. And as a special offer for Totally Lit listeners, if you go to authorsonline.com.au, you can apply the discount code of LIT20, that's lit two zero to access discount content at authorsonline.com.au. Totally Lit is an independent podcast. You can help support us to continue to chat with wonderful Australian creatives by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing our socials with your friends. You can also make a contribution at www.buymeacoffee.com backslash totallylit. This will also help with equipment and podcasting platform fees. I love to interact with our listeners, so feel free to say hello either by email or social media. Um, you can email totallylitpodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn and Twitter. I've also recently created a group on Facebook called Totally Lit Writing Community. It's a space to continue the conversation and share your writing successes, events, launches and latest projects. Jump into the group and say hello. Thank you for listening to Totally Lit and don't forget to go out into the world to read, write, create, ignite.